welcome back to Planet Chaos. Uh, I am Mel Kay. It's 2-8-24. I cannot even believe that it is February 8th already and things are popping off all over the place. Of course, tonight is Tucker Carlson's big interview uh, with Vladimir Putin, which we should all be watching, but also paying attention to because the uh, what is happening to the media and all over the world. The EU wants to sanction him. Uh, the Democrats are talking about charging him with espionage to speak to a uh, world leader that we are apparently or supposedly not at war with um, and has a lot to say that is opposite of what our controlled intelligence media seems to be telling everyone and has been from the start. This show has been highly targeted as uh, Russian disinformation uh, for telling the truth from the beginning about what was going on there, especially our coverage of Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which I firmly believe was in a, uh, a NATO-US-UN uh, situation that happened there. And yet no resolution has come, no investigation, and Seymour Hirsch has covered it uh, extensively and will continue to, I'm sure. But we are in a place of total um, information warfare. And again, we're just really glad that you're here with us tonight. So much happened today. It was crazy. Uh, I waited an extra day this week because I wanted to see what happened in court today with the Colorado case, which we'll get into in a minute. But I wanted to welcome my, uh, you know, the person that keeps me <laughs> from my head exploding every day, uh, my partner, Rob K. Rob, really, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Mel. Thanks uh, for everything. Thanks for having me as always and uh, excited to be here too. I uh, just wanted to welcome everybody on. Uh, yeah, tonight is a big night. The, the, uh, I'm, I'm excited to watch the, uh, the Tucker interview when, when we're finished with this and uh, we'll have more to say about that after it's out. Um, but there's also a ton of other news. But before we get into that, let's just talk a little bit of housekeeping. It's so critical. I mean, the reason why Tucker is where he is and why he's being so attacked is because um, the, um, the, the control oligarchs uh, or uh, the uh, puppet masters don't want you to get real information. And the people that fund that, uh, that side of the aisle will not fund you know, real information. So we really appreciate all your support. Um, you can check out our partners page. You can, uh, you know, we do a lot of uh, shows with some of our partners that we really get to know very well. And we're really excited to have them supporting us. And we uh, learned that Rumble is doing a lot of cool new stuff. And we're probably a little bit late to the game, but uh, we're putting out a lot more live shows. And if you're watching this live, there is a feature called Rumble Rants. And it's, it's kind of like a little tip feature on the bottom. If you love what, what you're hearing or you hate what you're hearing, but you appreciate the fact that we're sharing truth, uh, then please support us any way you can. Um, so thank you for all of that. And Mel, I know, um, you know, you've been. Yeah, I want to I want to comment on that, too. Also, uh, it is getting more crazy out there. There's lots of people fighting. We really do try to stay out of it. And uh, there's lots of um, it's very sad. Our side of the aisle, for whatever reason, um, there's there's every different area of expertise, whatever it is. There's infighting uh, even about the Tucker thing, but about the health freedom thing and and who's really for Trump and who's not for Trump. We try to stay out of that. I do the best I can. I, I, I am not, uh, I am actually talking about a lot of people by name that I believe should be uh, held accountable for what's happening now, uh, including, I believe the entire Crossfire Hurricane team, the entire Mueller fake 
uh, investigation team that cost $100 million in taxpayer money. The Mueller team knew, knew that the Russiagate, uh, Russia hoax was a total fraud. Uh, so they put us through all of that. I also believe that is that is the same team that's acting as a fifth column in the United States of America right now above the DOJ and the intel agencies still to this, this day. And we'll talk about a, a bunch of those things today. Um, but we are being not only uh, shadow banned and banned everywhere, including X folks, but uh, we got kicked off of there. We, we've been, never been on Telegram or YouTube. I uh, haven't even touched those platforms in three years. Uh, so do uh, not get taken in by anyone that's a fake show. We are small here and uh, we are only where we are, but we appreciate you being here at Rumble. So please like and share. Um, make sure you're subscribed. I know that a lot of people are getting unsubscribed from this channel. I don't know why. Uh, and uh, and I'm told it's happening all over the place. Rumble is being heavily attacked, as is everywhere else. So um, just make sure you're following all the people you do because you won't see the updates or the lives if you're not. We also added a Sunday night because things are nuts and Rob and I like to talk freely. We uh, added a Sunday night Q&A. We have our own platform for that that you can find at themelkshow.com and go to uh, look on there. Or we are going to be also on Locals on Sunday night as well. So uh, sign up there. We um, just expanded to have my newsletter and what I write there on Substack. I had a really important, I think, one this past week called What Are They Going to Save yeah, Us From Now on our new Substack. It yeah, so yeah, anywhere people don't you can know. support us. Yeah, me and Rob are, are really, really trying to stay keep up, but we are not aligned with anyone, and we are, we don't get the the hand ups or the you know any of that stuff. So uh, you guys are the only reason we're here, and uh, I really, really appreciate it. I'm very blessed, but I hope you'll join me for the live Q and A because Rob and I just chill and talk on Sunday night about all different topics, and it's you guys. Uh, leading the show, asking questions, and it's been really fun. And I've had a really tight uh, A team. I call them my hud Sunday night huddle. So we go into the week strong, knowing what to focus on. At least what I think is important, and Rob thinks is important, and my audience thinks is important. So please do uh, subscribe to us on Locals, uh, also on Substack, and uh, make sure that you also please subscribe to our newsletter. We are very, very certain that there will be a February March tsunami of censorship. Uh, coming our way. And and you know what? I'll start with uh, that clip that we have of Julian Assange, because I want to talk about Julian Assange's case that's coming up, a case that just happened and why it all matters and uh, tied to also the Tucker Archives Carlson interview. And of Archives of information have been centralized on computers. The Guardian's archives are only in one place. They're not in libraries all across the nation that people look for. They're only looked for on the internet. And because of copyright legislation, they're not copied elsewhere to other places on the internet. So when something disappears from the archives, the electronic archives for the West, to which all information is moving into, it is gone forever. It has not only ceased to have existed, it has ceased to have ever have existed. And when you go to those web pages that have been removed from Western papers, you won't see the tail lines. You will just see page not found. You won't see anything in the index at all. We are now approaching the state of Orwell's dictum, perfect dictum, that he who controls the present controls the past. He who controls internet servers controls the intellectual record of mankind. And by controlling that, controls perceptions of who we are and by controlling that, controls what laws and regulations we make in society.
Thank you. Um, I uh, I wanted to play that because we are getting a lot of 404s out there. Uh, a friend of mine, we use the Wayback Machine a lot. Luckily, I've been doing this for six for seven years, uh, so I have tons and tons of notebooks and printouts and pages, and and I have so much information. I've got to, I've had to have two new laptops. I have so much stuff on everything. So I I have my own internet kind of archives on the MelkeShow.com free resource page. A lot of the documents I talk about can be found there, including all the WikiLeaks that were released, have a link there as well. But what uh, Julian is talking about there and warned a long time ago is uh, is essentially reality now. Uh, most of you notice that when you go and you do Google, who is a partner of all of the public-private partnership that is uh, the what I call the parent company of planet Earth, these these control oligarchs, these billionaire oligarchs and their, their great reset friends are in bed, certainly Google especially. And um, as you notice right now, the first five, six pages, if you Google anything, will be either, um, what are they called? Trusted sources, trusted sources. So that would be uh, Intel and globalist uh, billionaire controlled media. So you will only see Reuters, AP, uh, Politico, Atlantic. Uh, you'll see New York Times, Washington Post, Time Magazine, uh, USA Today. Uh, so those those publications, uh, once in a while, you'll see maybe, maybe if you're lucky, uh, you'll get a Fox News article or something, Newsmax maybe, but probably not. And everything else is approved and, um, and certified by uh, the World Health Organization, the United Nations, the World Economic Forum, and their partners in the Trusted News Initiative. Uh, on top of that, lots of 404 reports, which means that something is no longer found. And I am told that the Wayback Machine has been purging things as well. So um, we are, uh, when they say that we are the news, we are the um, arbiters of truth and we got to keep it going. So I wanted everyone to know that because um, I want people to get involved now, please. Uh, Julian Assange is um, sadly, uh, his last chance is February 20th and 21st to not be extradited to the United States where there was recently a case that was not covered by the mainstream media connected to his case, which tells you exactly what's going to happen to him. Uh, Julian Assange is a journalist who put out information that opened up the eyes of millions and hundreds of millions of people, I believe, worldwide to what was going on with our countries, not just our country, many countries, including many of the NATO partners that have been involved in Ukraine. Um, and he also was a threat to people out there who did not want uh, the people of all of our nations to have any transparency with our government and, and the crimes that they've committed against our nations, other nations, and quite frankly, uh, amongst each other when it comes to any number of things and corruption. So uh, to me, Julian Assange is a hero. He is a journalist and a real one. And he has been uh, tortured and uh, slowly dying in prison where he does not belong. Um, so uh, on February 20th and 21st, London's High Court uh, we'll be deciding a total of 18 criminal counts in the United States over the supposed role in leaking classified documents via the WikiLeaks platform and exposing war crimes. So uh, they will decide if he's to be extradited. The fact that Australia has not put protection over him uh, and that uh, they would do this to this man is seriously unbelievable. Um, and the last four years have been hell on earth. He's in Belmarsh prison and he does not belong there. Um, but we are in a situation where obviously the UK, the US and the NATO nations are aligned in um, punishing anyone and everyone that they feel will get in their way. Most of you know by now they've threatened um, Tucker Carlson for sitting down with a sitting worldwide leader uh, that could possibly uh, negotiate and find a way out of leading us to nuclear World War III. Um, 
Tucker wanted to get his side. He doesn't want that to happen to us. He doesn't want that to happen to his children. He wants his grandchildren to have a future. Uh, right now, we have a very, very volatile, uh, no transparency situation going on in Ukraine. You are not being told the truth. If you're watching my show, you're as close to the truth as you're going to get in America. But um, what Tucker's doing is very brave. Uh, right now, Democrats in our government, in some some Republicans as well, some big known celebrities, uh, no, I, I call them Twitter liberties, celebrities too, but Twitter liberties, 500,000 or more, those are Twitter liberties to me. Um, they're calling for uh, Tucker to be charged with the Espionage Act and other things. Uh, the truth of the matter is, if we are not to be walking our children uh, to their deaths in a foreign land, fighting a war that should not have happened ever, uh, no war actually should be happening in 2024 on planet Earth over anything, because at all wars, as you know, I believe, uh, as Eisenhower warned and, uh, you know, Smedley Butler and everyone else, uh, all wars are bankers wars. Who wins the wars? Who rebuilds the country? And frankly, we've had enough of it. So God bless Tucker and pray for him, because uh, just this past week we had a 35 uh, year old. Uh, man, Joshua Schulte uh, was sentenced to 40 years in prison on Thursday, last Thursday, uh, over the, with the Espionage Act uh, and other national security offenses. Um, he is accused of or was convicted uh, in the first trial. He was uh, acquitted. Uh, he was convicted in 2022 of transmitting documents to WikiLeaks, uh, exposing Central Intelligence Agency hacking and global spy operations. Uh, he has been in jail, apparently being tortured. Um, uh, in solitary confinement, treated as a domestic terrorist or a terrorist in general under all these extensive, um, totally illegal and unconstitutional uh, things that were snuck into our country through the um, egregious Patriot Act. And um, he is being made an example of. Uh, we've seen other people go to jail, um, like Owen Troyer and other people recently. Um, they they allowed an American journalist to be murdered in, um, as we know, Gonzalo Lira, in uh, Ukraine, he's not the only one. There were many of them uh, so far. There've been many through time. You know, we've done full shows on other people like Gary Webb and it's a dangerous time to be a journalist. So please uh, pray for um, all these people, Julian Assange and Tucker Carlson and everyone that has the, uh, the guts to get out there and fight this monolith, this, this terribly evil fifth column that is running our country and many other countries. Um, our Department of Justice, and we'll get into it later. We got it's not for today's topic, but um, our, our Department of Justice is being run by a public-private partnership above it that's funded by the same oligarch billionaires that were behind the pandemic and the Great Reset and the 2020 and all of it. Um, this is a long game for them. It is, uh, it is the destruction of America from within by any means necessary. Again, they are not after America. They are after the world, and America is in the way. So the sooner they can destroy us, the better. Um, and I really want people to understand what people, I mean, I'm just small potatoes, who cares about me, but I got to tell you, it is scary out there for anyone that is telling the truth and, um, God bless these people. I mean, I feel it every day. We know that we're surveilled, uh, media matters, right? articles that I'm some kind of Q adjacent, though I've never talked about that. Um, and we get, uh, it's very scary right now for everyone that does this. So, um, Rob, any thoughts on Julian Assange and, uh, this this poor kid, because it looks like they plan it. Um, from what I, I see, and I've been following this case, this this guy, it looks like they couldn't get him on anything. And they said that he was a whistleblower to Julian Assange, just like, uh, you know, they say Seth Rich wasn't somehow. And God bless also Ty Clevenger. There's a lot of people like that. Seymour Hirsch, 
Scott Ritter. There's a lot of people out there that are doing great work and telling the truth. But um, again, uh, this this guy, uh, they found they claim to have found uh, child porn on his computer, and that's how they ended up arresting him. And then while he was in jail, they built the case backwards, similar to Julian Assange's story. So, any thoughts on uh, Assange and Tucker and and all of that, and you know what we even deal with with the surveillance and the the weird stuff that happens to us? Well, I think it's critical that people understand that the news or the information that that we're allowed if you will to uh, to consume or to see or to read uh, is heavily heavily controlled uh, a lot of information came out about amazon you'll talk about later about them uh, you know and the uh, administration banning material obviously tucker uh, you know you know he was doing the best he can under the fox umbrella and i think we uh, were privy to one of his last uh, interviews before he was um, uh, kind of let loose or, or let himself loose and, and has found a, a really powerful voice uh, for, and the people have, have embraced that. So clearly people do embrace the truth. Uh, Assange, you know, I mean, he's been uh, under uh, incredible persecution for such a long time. And, and we need to give a little bit of latitude to people that are willing to take a chance and expose criminal behavior because it is risky, but it's uh, it's for the better good for sure, uh, as it relates to kind of society as a whole. Uh, and there's a, a, a theory that that you have talked about that I think it's one of the Kessonstein's theories or or, or the uh, you know the the lawfare theories about uh, what is it called Col- uh, collateral? Uh, what was it? What's that? Theory? Collateral consequences collateral. memo of Eric right. Holder, which is why we yeah. think that uh, we think and and we talked about it on the show. The, uh, Seamus Bruner is, it appears that that memo that Eric Holder drafted under, um, uh, when he worked for Clinton before he was the AG for Obama led the way to selective prosecution, which is why people always say, well, why isn't this corporation? It really was the whole memo led to too big to too big to fail banks. Uh, so nobody went to jail, um, in the 2008 controlled demolition consolidation of our banking system. And a lot of people point to that memo and it has evolved over time again and again and again, evolved again after uh, 9-11. And it is a uh, document that allows somebody, what happened today, I believe with the um, with the uh, records case that we'll get into for Joe Biden, but certainly for uh, not charging Hillary Clinton with the server and everything that was going on right before the 2016 election and many other crimes, especially against corporations, big pharma, whatever else. It is quite possible that that collateral consequences memo, you guys can all look it up. I I believe it's on my resource page right now under, under sadly opposition playbooks, but we have to remember that uh, this has been a long game and, and the fifth column that is running our intel and our Department of Justice and has weaponized it against we the people is not new. And uh, and I really do believe that that, con- that that is a way that they are uh, not charging anyone from the banks, not charging anyone from uh, any individuals from the Epstein case, not charging collateral consequences means that um, it, it seems to me that prosecuting any of these people from these big corporations and stuff uh, is too damaging in what it could do to other people or what it could do to the institutions or what it could do to the, you know, in this case with the, with the documents today, the president or what it could do to this. And it's been manipulated into social justice and everything else. But it does seem to me a way that the controlled Department of Justice and uh, all these 
um, people that are above them, the public-private partnerships of all these think tanks that write all of this legislation and stuff can find ways to make sure that their friends never go to jail, never get caught, and uh, only their political opponents are ever charged and convicted of crimes. The two-tiered justice system started somewhere, and there's a very good good case to be made that it was with that memo and then Holder and Obama and all the guys around him, you know, we, we got Eisen and Weissman and, and Sonstein and all the Harvard law people that um, have worked uh, between Obama and, um, and also now back Biden uh, that have been involved in this lawfare uh, campaign and the weaponization of the government and the law system, law, lawfare. So um, we look at that from time to time. I do want to talk a little bit about, because um, the Tucker uh, interview, which we'll watch after the show, you'll probably have watched it by now, but I do want to talk about a couple things that make this really important, Rob. Um, we have to understand that they want... The powers that be that I believe are funding both sides of every war and probably every war since the French Revolution, if not before that, um, are the are the very high level. I call them the international banking cartel in cahoots with the international military industrial complex. Certainly, um, that is a, a situation going on. But what we should know is that China and Russia have multiple times uh, reiterated their closeness and that they have each other's back. Uh, they are not playing around and they um, they really do not trust this installed regime, the O'Biden regime, which is why you're watching Kirby and at CNN and MSNBC, which are intel controlled media, um, freaking out uh, about what Putin might say. But what I do want to tell you is that Medved, I always say his name wrong, but he's the chair, um, the uh, Security Council deputy chairman, basically the spokesperson for um, Russia. He is warning the world that he does not want a nuclear war. And um, I will say this to you, and this is why God bless Tucker, because he's going there trying to say, we don't want war, the people of the United States, because our government and our military industrial complex and Wall Street does not represent uh, we the people, we are a captured nation. And Tucker's going there to say to Putin, we don't want World War III. We don't want a nuclear war. How can we stop endless wars? What is your side? How can we negotiate with you? What do you want for the future of your nation and our nation? Do you want to get along? I believe that Tucker is going there to do the thing that nobody else right now on planet Earth is willing to do, which is to talk about peace peacefully cooperating on planet Earth going forward. They have a zero-sum game mentality, NATO, the US, UN, and, and their, their allies, I guess. And, and they don't want to talk to anyone, and they keep pointing. So all we're hearing is what they want, which is this, this, I, I, this full stop, you know, we win by any means necessary. we got to put all the money into Ukraine. Russia's going to take over the Russia. I, I see no evidence of Russia saying that they want to go into any of those European countries. And you know what? I want to hear what Putin has to say. And everyone else should, too. We are talking about the destruction of this planet. But I want to read you something uh, by the president of, of Russia. He says, if God forbid such a war happens, it will not follow the scenario of the special military operation and it won't be waged in the trenches with the use of artillery, armored drones and means of radio electronic warfare. NATO is a huge military bloc. The population of the countries of the alliance is almost one billion people and their joint military budget may reach one and a half trillion dollars. Therefore, due to the incomprehensibility of our respective military potentials, we simply won't have a choice. The response will be asymmetrical. In order to protect the territorial integrity of our country, ballistic and cruise missiles will, with special nuclear warheads will have to be used. 
This is based on our doctrinal military documents and is well known to everyone. And this is precisely equivalent to the proverbial apocalypse or end times depicted in the Bible's book of Revelation. This is the end of everything. And the people of both China and, uh, and Russia are saying in a joint conference that they do not want that to happen. And Rob, I don't know about you, but I do not want that to happen. And the only person that's going to try to talk to anyone about it seems to be Tucker Carlson. Yeah, no, it's uh, these people are, are absolute sociopaths, psychopaths. I don't know what they are. Um, clearly, they're, they're elements to them. And there is a clip that we might play a little later showing that, that uh, they're uh, outwardly uh, satanic. Uh, but there's certainly an element of that. But um, yeah, it's it's um, there's there's no reason in today's world that we shouldn't be able to, to peaceably negotiate. Uh, every, you know, many countries have plenty of resources. The people um, could, uh, you know, be thriving in those those uh, regions, as you talk about all the time. It's really just these these uh, you know control oligarchs, these these puppet masters, the the uh, octopus of global control that is pushing this destruction, and we talk about it a lot, though, so people do understand, is that that's part of their control mechanism because they want the open borders, they want the uh, Hunger Games world, and they want to insulate themselves uh, from we the people so that we don't have the will or the resources to push back on their, um, you know, psychopathic uh, control, uh, you know, visions of grandeur. So. So I think people are, are understanding this in a much bigger way. I'm so proud of what Tucker is doing. And, you know, people can shoot against anyone who's speaking out for any number of reasons. But the way that I know we look at it is that anyone who's moving the ball forward for truth and transparency and handling, uh, you know, uh, hard peace. topics. I mean, peace. Yes, peace. You know, this is the direction that we need to go. And, you, you, you know, it, you know, everyone has, uh, you know, skeletons in their closet. But thank God for Tucker and what he's doing. You know, God bless him and Godspeed. Yeah, I mean, this is way bigger than that, because you guys, I, I, what I have to say is we need a strong anti-war movement. Nobody on planet Earth that is not. Let me tell you something. The people that are deciding that we are going to a nuclear World War Three, their children won't be fighting and we cannot do this without recruiting our children. And I'm sure all of you saw Chuck Schumer saying that if he did not get his deal for the money going to Ukraine and all of that, then we would have to send our children to fight in Russia. This has always been the plan. They do not care. And you know what? When they're sending our children in a draft to go fight a war that we don't need to be in, that doesn't need to happen, that should never happen for, I believe, political for the great resetters and for the international banking cartel and for the military industrial complex contractors and money makers, um, we really have to pay attention because something else is shaping up that's very strange going on in the world you're not hearing about. Uh, Germany and Japan, as you recall, Germany and Japan were the enemy in World War II, correct? Right, Rob? That is so, correct. Uh, that's what we were told anyway. Right. So last week, Germany and Japan signed a new military pact. Okay, just in time, Germany and Japan sign a new military pact. Uh, don't forget, the Japanese ambassador right now is Rahm Emanuel. That's Obama's right-hand man and, uh, and known for being one of the meanest and cruelest people. Uh, also, the, the uh, very, uh, very bizarre time over there being the mayor of Chicago. But right now, we have um, embassies. I inc include the uh, fraudulent um, 
Ukraine impeachment and the embassy that was involved then as being one of these embassies that are some kind of operatives that seem to be running the policies of these foreign nations. Uh, we have Zig Brzezinski's son, Mika's brother, is the ambassador to Poland, and, um, and Rahm Emanuel is the ambassador to Germany. And if you look at all of the rhetoric, the, these are globalist elitists. These are, these are people that believe that they are above you. They are the supra class, according to the Council of Foreign Relations, where they are all members. Um, but mind you, uh, J Japan self-defense forces and the United States military have named China as a hypothetical enemy for their first joint exercises coming up this year. So we have Germany. Germany, we're not really sure who's running Germany because they're making terrible moves for Germany. And, and I'm one of the people that uh, had, had talked about that RAND document about the goal was always to make sure Germany and Russia were uh, fighting each other back to the Kissinger documents back in the day, the Zig Brzezinski trilateral documents. So um, there's a, a, whatever's going on in Germany, it is not good for the German people. And we are watching the German people and the uh, Polish people and the French people all standing up for themselves because they do not want World War III either. The real people on planet Earth, humanity, the ones that actually matter, do not want that. It's only the supranational crew of billionaire oligarchs and their minions that want World War III because like Noah Harari said, they have a plan B. They have a Noah's Ark to get out of the nuclear war, said Noah Harari at the World Economic Forum. Uh, and all the rest of us would just have to suffer. But um, Japan and China are announcing uh, drills to uh, with the simulated enemy of China. Right after uh, Russia and China, um, also by the way, Russia does not have a any kind of treaty or anything with Japan. So this is a another escalation of threatening uh, these foreign nations when we should all be talking about peace and figuring out where to go. I'm only reporting this. I know I know it's going to happen. I know that these these uh, people that come after us and the intel, uh, you know, and the minions online. Listen, I'm just telling you what's going on in the world. It does look like it's they're they're getting ready for World War Three, whether we like it or not. And uh, like you guys all know, I still believe Donald Trump never said anything bad about Putin or Jeep strategically on purpose. I still believe every single leader in the world would sit down with him where I believe that all of the leaders, especially the BRICS nations, will not sit down with the Obama administration, um, O'Biden administration, whatever you want to call them. And uh, in fact, um, it turns out that, our, that uh, Biden's regime has not reached out to Putin at all since uh since they triggered um with not uh turning down the nato and and the uh military stuff and everything that happened right when obama got in oh biden i i can't i, I just call him B obama but it's biden but we'll talk about that in a minute so i do want everyone to realize um and then of course today um gutierrez the communist that runs the united nations defund the un is my call uh for 2024 but the United Nations has also come out and said it's deadlocked by uh, geopolitical issues and that they've never seen it this bad. And today's dysfunction is much deeper and much more dangerous, unlike during the, the Cold War, when well-established mechanisms helped maneuver uh, superpower relations. Uh, those mechanisms are gone in today's multipolar world. Our world is entering an age of chaos um, and basically, uh, UN warning about it. So, uh, like I said, we are in perilous times. You are not getting the real news and it's up to the people of all of our nations to, to say, no, it's not their kids. It's not the kids of these people that are going on these negotiations and these meetings that will ever see the battlefield. It is our kids and it is our friends, kids, and it is every nation in this world's kids. 500,000 people have died in Ukraine, uh, so far. Most of them didn't want to fight at all.
And um, whatever we're dealing with now, uh, everyone should be pushing towards peace. So I hope that um, that's what's happening going forward. Um, Rob, we can move on from there, but I did want to mention that. I also wanted to leave on the note that um, we have uh, Real Clear Investigations uh, has reported over $1 billion in weapons missing in Ukraine that we know of. Okay. And what, what have we sent over there now? You know, 200 billion, somebody, some, some lunatic that's clearly a, uh, um, on that side, uh, put out today that none of this is true, that it's all propaganda. And, and I also want to say, they also brought up the kill list that they call it, that, um, that Tucker Carlson was on, it was all over there. Well, that's been Gonzalo Lira was on that as well, but there's been many, many people on that list. Um, and, uh, sadly enough, there are a lot of speculation that that list is backed by NATO and on NATO servers in Brussels, but it's basically, um, if you guys don't know about that, they, they laugh, they say it's not a kill list, anyone that says that, but it's the center for countering disinformation, um, and, uh, center for strategic communication started by Zelensky. But to think that anything going on in Ukraine since 2014 does not include NATO and the CIA and the National Endowment for Democracy and all the people in included in the um, Maidan revolution would be very naive. Um, but uh, anyway. Well, we uh, read today, Mel, we read today that the U.S. government was pushing uh, the Ukrainian people to sign up for their, basically the their digital currency. And, and that if, um, because they're, they're starting a, uh, uh, they're trying to uh, conscript or draft another half a million people. And uh, if people don't um, uh, comply, that they could turn off their resources, you know, basically. So, um, you know, that's something that they're pushing. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, another one of their control mechanisms. You've talked a lot about before how in Ukraine, it was a test case for so many things, including yeah. uh, trafficking and um, and money laundering and, and well, digital uh, infrastructure. That's why FTX yeah. was so fun, was so involved in Ukraine. That's Sam Bankman Fried, who of course also might be a collateral consequences memo, uh, recipient, uh, honoree. Uh, but I have to tell you that, um, yeah, Rob, and this is also goes back to the Zelensky speech in 2019 at the world economic forum, where he basically said to all the tech companies and all the people in Davos that Ukraine was open for business. Uh, this is way before, and don't forget, um, Zelensky ran on a uh, on a platform of making peace with Russia. And the minute Joe Biden uh, was placed in the White House, uh, all that changed basically overnight. And it was um, there was many ways to stop this from happening. And when people still say that Russia, you know, randomly invaded uh, Ukraine, they do not know what happened in 2014 with uh, Victoria Nuland and Sullivan and Blinken and Obama and um, John McCain and all those people. There's pictures of Klobuchar there. Whatever happened in Ukraine in 2014, the war has been going on since then, if not before. Um, so you really do have to be honest with yourselves. But Rob is right. They are the people in Ukraine, I believe they have already rolled out and it's mandatory because it is totally under, um, there's only one, one TV station owned by the government. Um, there is no, um, no dissent at all. This list that we're talking about on it are many people, not just Tucker and Tucker's been on there a long time. Anyone saying that he was just placed on it should look back at the date that he was placed on it. But on that list, which is apparently hosted by NATO, they can deny it, but that is, uh, there's a lot of evidence of that, that the servers for this are in Brussels. But um, American citizens, ex-military, journalists, intelligence op operatives, 
And anyone that poses a threat or puts out information about Ukraine against the narrative. And again, um, they say that the National Endowment for Democracy and International Renaissance Fund, which is George Soros's foundation in Ukraine, uh, fund a lot of this stuff. So, you know, that's a very serious thing because Gonzalo Lira was on there and also um, that Russian uh, journalist, that young girl that was killed a long time ago was on there as well. Um, if you guys don't remember that, please look it up. But there's many people on there. I believe Glenn Greenwald is like Seymour Hurt. I think a lot of people that we uh, admire and know are doing the best job they can to put out information are on this kill list and we're funding it. I mean, it, Rob, if we're sending all this money to Ukraine and they have a list that you know wants to murder anyone that's questioning the narrative there, I would say that that would make our country complicit. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you had uh, we had talked about this uh, I think a few weeks ago, and uh, you had hypothecated that it's more of a U.S. list than a uh, Ukrainian list. I mean, you know, because we're controlling everything, we're we're funding all of their infrastructure, we're funding their military, we're we're funding you know pensions for people, we're paying for everything, and we also obviously own you know all the leaders there or supposed leaders. So. Um, you know, uh, it's a proxy for our, you know, deep state uh, operations. And, you know, we can see that we know that and we've uh, kind of uh, identified that for a long time now. But so it's really important to understand the context and and, and not get sucked into the narratives that um, that are the, the, the talking heads, uh, uh, you know, put out. Right. But of course, today, um, the Republican senators joined Democrats who advanced a $94 billion Ukraine and Israel aid bill without border provisions amid uh, turmoil in the GOP ranks. The updated $95 billion supplement bill uh, without the border provisions for the United States border, mind you. So everything for our border is taken out. Um, captured the necessary 60 votes needed to move it forward. It came after Republicans tanked a bipartisan $118 billion bipartisan bill uh, that had a lot of stuff in it for the United States border. So they've removed everything for the United States border and have gone ahead and, um, and put one forward just for Ukraine and Israel without any of that. And it looks like the Democrats are going to try to push that forward. The whole process is disgusting as far as I'm concerned. Um, you want to play that clip by Tommy Tuberville? Maybe that'll just uh, say without me having to go into it what, what went on here. That's exactly what this was about, Chris. It was about Ukraine money. It was not about the border. Uh, most people knew that it wasn't going to happen. We wasn't going to get a deal uh, on the border. So now we jumped ahead jumped into the Ukraine funding and they're going to find a way to get it done, but hopefully we can block it. We need to protect our borders first before anybody else's borders. Yep, I agree. I agree. And uh, that's that's on top of the CBO projecting uh, that we have a one point six trillion dollar federal budget deficit going into 2024. But uh, by any means necessary, let's keep funding the wars instead of finding a peaceful solution under and you know, it's, it's really amazing. Um, uh, before I transition into uh, domestic stuff, uh, I thought I'd play a, a clip of something we found today that was going on in Arizona that kind of might symbolize w what's happening in America right now for uh, all the audience who is not <laughs> as clear as we are. Um, can you play that clip from Arizona today, please? 
Members, uh, I would like to introduce a group of Arizonans, uh, some from my district, but they have membership all across the state. They are here today to confront the arbitrary, tyrannical authority of religious persecution that's scheduled for government committee later on today. Uh, today, uh, members, uh, I want to introduce you to members. We, we are graced with the presence of ministers and members of the Satanic Temple of Arizona. Please stand today. Uh, they're at the Capitol today to fight for the rights of their more than 12,000 members of their de denomination and the rights of free speech and free exercise of all Arizonans. Uh, the temple practices non-theistic Satanism, divorced from superstition, without any belief in gods or devils. They practice the religious, uh, they practice the, re the religious values of compassion, justice, bodily autonomy, free speech, science, humility, and noble action. As an organized religion, they, they actively do outreach and community service and participate in public affairs where their issues might benefit, where the issues might benefit from their rational satanic insights. Uh, by the way, uh, what a coward to wear a mask. You know, that, that's so cowardly. It should be banned to wear a mask at this point unless you have an actual problem. It's just, it's a, it's a way for criminals and, and cowards to hide from, from uh, scrutiny. But I, I do want to say when they're talking about body, bodily autonomy, uh, one of the met, mul there's multiple cases around the countries from the Church of State, and uh, they believe in um, in abortion rituals. So they believe in in satanic um, abortion rituals. So people uh, they they perform abortions as rituals. I know I've said this three times, but it's really hard to believe that is part of they say that of their right. So when the Roe versus Wade when abortion did not get overturned, it got sent back to the states as as it was supposed to. Um, a lot of the satanic temples filed lawsuits saying that they um, do religious abortions and that they're going to continue to do them because that's part of their religion. So uh, just remember that. But um, they are uh, very brazen. And so I will transition into, well, that's America today. And that's what it looks like. So uh, uh, I guess I'll start with Nikki Haley um, blames her. Uh, her loss against any other candidate in Nevada on Donald Trump. So uh, uh, Haley won 31% of the vote in the state, while a whopping 63% of those who participated in the primary chose none of these candidates. <laughs> uh, so uh, then Nikki Haley comes out, of course, because we know who she's funded by, and she's all for World War III and nuclear war and our children being sent in a draft to fight wars that shouldn't even be happening. Um, we know uh, she right now is also saying that she thinks Nevada is a scam and that Trump rigged the election in Nevada against her. Uh, and this is so I, I, I do you well, know no, anyone that's you know, voting for Nikki Haley, Rob, or anyone that even remotely likes this woman? I, I no. How is this happening? I've never even met anyone that, you know, even even the slightest. But, you know, Nevada was a very and probably is continues to be a very corrupt uh uh, state. Obviously, we had our most uh, difficult experience uh, in uh, doing our reawaken tours uh, in Las Vegas and Nevada because of the administration in that state. Uh, and um, the fact that it, I mean, it's 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 actually like again, you could do some pretty funny SNL type skits about this winning to um, you know a non-person you know check the box kind of thing. It's just, you, you can't make it up. And yet they stand up there um, and look straight in the camera and with with total confidence 
you know, support their decision or support what they're they're saying. It's extraordinary the way these people, you know, lie, cheat, and steal right in front of your face. It's it, I can't even believe it. Well, it's they're sociopaths, but honestly, obviously, Nikki Haley thinks Donald Trump is going to jail because everyone on planet Earth right now, I'm sure even Putin, uh, believes that Donald Trump will win the 2024 election like he did the last one. So uh, we do have a lot of demons out there right now, right in front of people. Um, what Nikki Haley is doing, I do not understand unless there's something behind it, uh, be it money, uh, power, blackmail. But uh, at this point, it is it is really um, very sad to watch somebody like that, because honestly, I never liked her. I always thought because of what I do and, and how I expose the U.N. and everything, I always thought, you know, why didn't she just tear the U.N. apart when she was in there? Well, now we know she works for the military industrial complex, first and foremost, way before with the American people. Besides Nikki Haley, you know, it's bad enough. I, I don't understand. But, you know, th that'll figure itself out sooner rather than later. But um, we also have people on the other side. There's a, a woman, Ruth Marcus, who writes for The Washington Post, similar to Jen Rubin, if you guys know her, or another rabid Trump hater, Maggie Haberman. This Ruth Marcus has put out a, um, a headline, a, a, a Washington Post. Slowpoke Federal Appeals Court puts 2024 election in jeopardy. And she goes on and on saying the uh, the silent part out loud that they need to put Trump in jail before 2024 or democracy is going to be destroyed, of course, you know. Uh, and then, you know, the architect uh, also, um, uh, this would be Weissman, Andrew Weissman, the architect, I believe, of the entire Trump um, persecution, along with Norm Eisen and all the all the usual suspects from Crossfire Hurricane and both fake impeachments and and the Mueller team uh, still up there in their in their fifth column above our Department of Justice and uh, all of that in their public private partnerships with Brookings and Just Security and States United and all their groups. But um, also Weissman was intimidating the appeals court judges. And we talked about Judge Pan and I don't know why she's on everything. It's like. Whatever's going on in the in the courts in D.C. is is uh, similar to the courts in the Southern District of New York, and it's it's really um, very sad that we don't have uh, a functioning justice system and that public-private money and billionaire oligarch money are above it from think tanks and NGOs and all of that, and I guess their partners on Wall Street that have something to gain. But um, Weissman also was intimidating them, so we had multiple days of intimidation when it came down that the appeals court, um, three judges finally said, uh, to speed it along, I guess, that um, Trump is not entitled to immunity. The weird thing is that people weren't getting, because I had talked earlier about all of the things, including the droning of an American citizen by Barack Obama, um, without any congressional approval or any approval at all, uh, should be a crime, not to mention all the crimes of both Bushes, Clinton and Obama. Um, but um, that they would lose immunity too. But they actually put in the in the um, directive that uh, it was only Donald Trump and only uh, for what happened during the insurrection that didn't happen. Uh, they also put in those documents that they assume that what he's being charged with in that case, the Jack, the the Smith cases, which of course. You know, you can go to Just Security or Brookings and see who really wrote those cases because it is certainly not Jack Smith. But um, I have to say, uh, they basically said only Donald Trump, only Donald Trump can lose immunity. Um, of course, in the long game, that's not true. If they do this and the Supreme Court does not stop it um, and he loses immunity for a non-crime on a day that he did nothing uh, of consequence uh, and certainly no insurrection, 
Um, well, I, I, it'll be a sad day, but we got to keep going forward and hoping and praying because today the Supreme Court did do some right things. So, um, yeah, it, it's just, it's a really, well, really hard time. To- they're operating like, like, uh, like lords or gods, you know, they just not today and not for you. And then, you know, we're supposed to just move on from that. Um, it's, it's really, uh, you know, I, you know, people see it, you know, people are getting it. Uh, I know, you know, a lot of smart people are looking at a lot of things that they're doing and realizing how perverse their sense of, of justice is and right. And, um, and we were talking earlier about, about Satan, um, Satanists, uh, in, in the, you know, in different parts of our society, as we saw in Arizona there, you know, they don't have any sense of, of moral, uh, compass. Um, the same thing with, uh, Nikki Haley. It's like, it has nothing to do with anything other than their own personal gains and feelings or whatever it is. Uh, so, um, I, you know, most people don't like to operate that way, but these people, you know, that's the most, that's their comfort zone. Yeah. And it's a very I strange mean, yeah. place to be. Yeah. What I keep saying too, is uh, I've done a lot of digging. Uh, we have a big show coming up next Tuesday. I, I can't tell you what it's about, but it's going to be, uh, if they're, a- if they're not after me already, they will be then. Uh, but I have to tell you that we found a lot of information. It's very, very disturbing. But this group of people, I call them the fifth column. You can look up what that means. But that's what we are. That's when I say America's captured. It's by a fifth column. And of course, Explain Weissman that. and Eisen, and Weissman and Eisen and Obama and, and the entire team uh, that have been after Trump for now ten years almost or nine years. Uh, they're all in that group. Uh, it's actually funded above them, of course. Just go look at who funds Brookings and Just Security, and you'll find out. But um, I do want to say that um, today, uh, the what we have to understand is they don't want any of us to vote. This group of people, they, first of all, they hate everyone that voted for Trump. So if you go and you look uh, at Weissman or, or Ian Bassin or anyone that they have on MSNBC that talks, uh, usually they're former FBI or DOJ, certainly a lot of Harvard Law people uh, always, um, you know, that's Obama and Eisen and, and Sustine, that's the crew there. Um, but what they talk about, honestly, is their hatred of the people who voted for Donald Trump. And that's what gets lost in this. This is not about Donald Trump. This is about them keeping power by any means necessary. They're in on Agenda 2030. They're in on the global citizenship. They've invested all of their money, all of their resources, all of their capital, all of their corporations, all of their trust funds, all of their offshore money in America ceasing to exist. They want to be part of the global economy, the globalist economy. If you don't understand that that's really the end game, is that the people that are running the fifth column work for the people that that want a global governance and a global economy and a global citizenry. So the, the whole idea that there are MAGA Americans, that they call them MAGA Americans, people that want to make America first and America great and America borders, language, culture, future, industry, all of that like thriving and and great and also wants to have cooperation with the rest of the world uh in a positive way they do not want that to happen okay so if you understand who's funding it all and what their end goal is and why then it makes a lot more sense but i am telling you all of their get out the vote groups all of the mark elias and and all these people the crew crew is behind the, the crew the um oddly enough it's it's citizens for responsibility and ethics in washington started by color revolutionary king and obama uh harvard law pal and a writer of many of the trump persecutions norm eisen crew 
is funding the Colorado and many other the states trying to get Trump off the uh, ballot. So when you look at who's funding it, then you go to the next level of why are they funding it? And then you go and you look at the, the get out the vote groups and the border groups and the illegal uh, lawyers they're paying for and all of the lawsuits and all of the 65 project and the transition integrity project and democracy alliance and all of this. What they are saying is that they hate everyone that voted for Trump, that no American citizen, left or right, Republican, Democrat, liberal, whatever you want to call it, deserves a voice or a vote in this country and that they are essentially the parent company of the United States of America. And they are, we are lucky enough to be living here. Uh, if you really just go through their papers and what they say and their websites, and then you compare it to the, to all the WEF websites and all the tentacles, we are talking about a group of people that are invested in the end of America because they have a better plan after and by any means necessary. And Trump represents a group of people called the American people who believe in America first in our DNA, who don't like bullies. And as long as we can't see them, then they win. And right now we are starting to see them. I saw today, they're terrified of a third party candidate, not just RFK, but no labels, whatever it is. I don't care what happens. I just want it to be a free and fair election. So I will stand with the RFK people and the no labels people and the Trump people together to do anything I can county by county and locally to make sure that that 2024 election is a free and fair election. I can vote for Trump in that and there's no doubt I'm going to, but at the same time, we have to make sure that all of us have our voices heard. And the people that the Trump derangement syndrome, American citizens and the ones that are all woke and, and the you know, they say a third of Gen Z or LGBTQ plus. And you look at the things coming out. I don't know if you guys have seen them. We're going to do a show upcoming on Hollywood uh, woke uh, DEI and how it's destroying Hollywood as well. Uh, but even if you look at Disney or any of the any of the what's going on back there, what's going on at the FAA? I know Matt Walsh did a whole thing today. Elon put out the Disney stuff. What they're doing, it, those people are the, are seriously the minority folks, but they control the message. Like Julian was saying, they control the message, they control the medium, they control the information. So you don't know that. But I am telling you, and I'm telling you right now, the persecution of Donald Trump is about America ceasing to exist uh, as, as we want it to exist, as, as we the people, power the people, we the people. They do not want us to have a vote or a say in anything. They already made the plans for America. And anyone that veers from those plans represented by Donald Trump are a problem. And believe me, they think that RFK Jr. is as big of a problem as Donald Trump. So uh, you have to ask yourself again, why? Why? So I, I wanted to go forward from there and then also say that um, the Colorado case today was a mockery of justice and uh, pretty funny to watch. Um, the, first of all, I hope you all know that the defendant in the Colorado case is a 92 year old woman that believes that there was an armed violent with weapons insurrection to stop the voting, uh, transition, uh, on January 6th, a 92 year old woman is the defendant and that's coming through crew. Um, I'm not sure if Mark Elias is involved in that one. He's certainly involved in a lot of them. Uh, but what were your thoughts about what happened in Col with Colorado today? And uh, the Supreme Court justices, oddly enough, uh, the left-wing justices were the most, um, I thought, asked just as tough questions. And that's because maybe um, they are looking at themselves today more as the damage this would do to our nation, taking the front runner and a beloved man by a hundred million people and probably more now because we're seeing that he's gaining a lot of people in the black community that are, that see the truth. Now he's gaining a lot of legal immigrants, a lot of people. Um, 
So it looked like they were more looking at it in the consequences for this country uh, in the future rather than uh, their hatred for Donald Trump. What were your thoughts about what happened in Colorado today, Rob? Well, when I, I learned what you had uh, told me about that that elderly woman who's the who, who's kind of the chief plaintiff, I kind of envisioned they they maybe they did some sort of a, a casting call or they were looking on social media for elderly women who were really pissed off. And they invited her to the Ritz Carlton and said that, uh, you know, here's steak and lobster and you get breakfast in bed kind of. And, and we're going to have this case to try to save the save the country. And she was all for it. Now, I'm just speculating. But no, clearly, you know, they're reaching for straws if they can't get a legitimate, um, you know, case uh, put together. I mean, and and look, there's there's what they're doing to him to try to take him off the ballot is such a desperate move and it's it's so anti you know even in their words democratic that i mean i think that that people like i said they're seeing this 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 folly that they're trying to put forth and because they have no morals and they're, they're sociopathic and and they are fully in on this agenda that that they don't they don't care because they know what's going to happen to them so so we keep pushing forward and we just hope that the justice system has at least threads of uh, honesty and and values within them still i hope yeah but why should also rob another question that came up multiple times and it was actually alito and um kagan both posed this question why would the people of colorado get to decide for the rest of the country the election like, I mean, because that's basically what they're saying. Um, Alito said the consequences of what the Colorado Supreme Court did, some people claim, would be quite severe. The decision of the Colorado Supreme Court could effectively decide the question for many other states, perhaps all other states. And then Roberts was saying that then on the other side, people could say that Joe Biden did not live up to his oath by not protecting our border. Or Joe Biden did this or that. And we'll get into some, you know, there's so many crimes with Hunter and the family. And I hope everyone knows the Hunter case is rolling along behind closed doors. I know Bobolinsky is going to uh, be testifying. Multiple other people are. So the closed door hearings. Of, again, um, oh, we found out today on top of that, um, that um, our friend Peter Navarro is actually, they're not going to let him stay. A 74-year-old man never did anything wrong in his whole life. He did not want to testify and betray Donald Trump. He believes Trump had presidential immunity and everything else with the fraudulent January 6th committee. Um, they held him in contempt. Uh, he is going to jail. The uh, judge in D.C. today said, nope, they're not going to let him stay out to wait for his appeal. He's uh, this poor, poor, great man, great guy is, is going to jail. And Hunter Biden did the same exact thing as did four or five other Biden administration people so far. None of them uh, have even been held in contempt, let alone tried, let alone convicted, let alone spent a million dollars. I also heard today that Donald Trump has spent $77 million defending himself in these fraudulent cases, uh, especially New York's going to come down. You know, they're just demoralizing. And, you know, uh, so what's happening here is that, um, you know, he was not even charged with insurrection, folks. He certainly did not commit an insurrection. Nobody stopped the transfer of power, by the way. Um, that is not what happened that day. We have the 1512 case coming up too to, to question that as well. But even Elena Kagan said, 
Um, this question of whether a former president is disqualified for insurrection to be the president again, it sounds awfully national to me. I think that the question that you have to confront is why a single state should decide who gets to be president of the United States. Um, and many other things came down like that. But I do want you to know that um, the 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 I, whoever this guy is, Mary, what an embarrassment. Oh, my God. I'm sure his family and friends love that. He, think he's great and, and awesome because he's trying to take Trump off the ballot. But he actually said something so crazy for what I told you before. He actually said um, Kavanaugh said to him. Think about the right of the people to elect candidates of their choice, of letting the people decide, because your position has the effect of disenfranchising voters to a significant degree, to which Mary bluntly replied, the reason we're here is that President Trump tried to disenfranchise 80 million Americans who voted against him, and the Constitution doesn't require that we give him another chance. Rob? Well... Yeah, I don't think that's what the Constitution says. So, number one, uh, there was a transfer of power, whether it was uh, legitimate or, or oh, bigger legal. Bigger than or that. Not. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Rob. Bigger than that, Go the ahead. guy's saying that Trump disenfranchised 80 million Americans. The truth is that 80 million Americans are being disenfranchised now. So, so what? What the, the argument here is is more about that this guy's saying his 80 million people. Right. That were not it's disenfranchised, that got the president that they wanted, that that got their guy in by any means necessary, no matter what, with the pandemic and everything else. And he's saying that those people that, that voted for Biden were disenfranchised by Donald Trump, 80 million people disenfranchised by Donald Trump, where it's exactly the opposite of what happened. 100%. You know, they're just trying to... Um play these uh, linguistics and mental gymnastics to confuse enough people and create this narrative that they're right and everyone else is wrong. And um, it's an extraordinary tactic and it has worked for a long time, but, but it's breaking down because it's so ludicrous that, that people are seeing that it's, it's absolutely, you know, it's, it's a total fallacy because, you know, we know that, that, Maybe there were 80 million or 85 million or 90 million or 100 people, 100 million people that voted for Trump uh, in in uh, in 2020. So uh, the, the the argument doesn't stand up in any way, shape, or form, and um, I'm I'm glad that they it, it's falling apart. Well, yeah, I think it probably <clears throat> it should be uh, you know all of them, but probably it'll be two of them won't. We know what they are. You know, what's her name? Sotomayor is very tired. She's she, like I told you last week. She's she just can't yeah, she take it. It's, it's it's not working for her there in the Supreme Court. So she'll probably vote against him. But I mean, it's totally ludicrous that that job. should happen at all. Yeah, I know. Get, I know. Um, six months out the year. Yeah, I know. So the <laughs> other thing that happened today, of course, is that um, Special Counsel Robert Hur H U R has decided that Joe Biden is not guilty and uh, should not be charged and will not be charged. Again, collateral consequences memo. Is this you speaking? Um, so Robert Hur has decided that um, uh, even though Biden willfully retained marked and unmarked classified documents at his home uh, that risk serious damage to the America's national security, that Joe Biden will not be charged in his documents case. Of course, this is what the raid in Mar-a-Lago and all of that is about, and Jack Smith's case in Florida, but um, today, uh, the of course, the um, 
the, f- the fifth uh, column running the Department of Justice and all uh, aspects of law and order and uh, persecution prosecution in America have decided that um, they've come up with a novel argument uh, to make sure that Joe Biden is not held accountable, even though Trump will be for the same thing. So uh, in the analysis of evidence um, that finally came out, Basically, they say uh, the evidence is uh, after his vice presidency, Mr. Biden willfully retained marked classified documents about Afghanistan and unmarked classified handwritten notes uh, to his notebooks, both of which he stored uh, in insu- unsecured places in his home. Uh, also, there are tapes in 2017. Biden told a writer he found all the classified stuff downstairs in his Delaware home. These documents were later found by the FBI. Uh, her said this evidence shows Biden willfully retained the marked classified documents about Afghanistan, uh, goes on to say that unlawfully, uh, retained classified notebooks, post vice presidency disclosed, uh, classified info in these notebooks, uh, notebooks to a ghostwriter of some sort. Um, Biden's excuse, uh, to special counsel explained that when he described materials in his notebooks as classified, he did not actually mean classified. Oh, okay, great. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, Go on from there. Um, Recordings from 2017. Mr. Biden appeared to explain that a notebook entry related to a long meeting on the National Security uh, on on Security Council. uh, It probably was classified. um, And there's many, many other things like that. Here's a guy Uh, who's been he's been in government for the better part of, I I don't know, 50 years or whatever it is, uh, you know. So, I mean. The concept of classification, I mean, they probably have to drill on this, you know, regularly. So they they understand classification. And well, also, I mean, what I hear, though, is that the classification is very abused for the reasons of national security that is often to cover up crimes of our own government and to avoid correct. any transparency with the people all the way back to JFK, if not the beginning of the FBI. So there is a classification issue where a lot of things that should not be classified are and things that are should not. But Hillary Clinton had tons of classified information on a private server with uh, with CC addresses to China and other places and, you know, collateral consequences. I, I can only think of one thing that allows that is the two-tiered justice system probably was built just for this stuff. But um, this ghostwriter also deleted digital audio recordings of his conversations with Mr. Biden after he heard of hers special counsel appointment to look into the documents case. Um, obviously, they showed plenty of evidence of uh, documents in his garage uh, and next to his car in his basement. Uh, we also have never gotten access to the documents in at University of Delaware, or I believe at the Biden Center uh, that the Chinese Communist Party funds and uh, University of Pennsylvania. Um, on top of that, Biden did not remember when he was vice president. He forgot when his term began. He did not remember even within several years of when his son, Bo Biden, died. Um, I would say that we have a problem if uh, Joe Biden is our president, and this is coming out in special counsel reports that he doesn't remember dates and times of being the vice president or when his own son died. It goes on to say her would decline to press charges again because a jury would not likely convict. Just like James Comey and Crossfire Hurricane and the Mueller team and Weissman and all those fifth columnists said the same thing about Hillary Clinton. The jury uh, could believe he did not willfully retain documents. And they also said the jury would see Biden as an elderly man with a poor memory. 
they go on to pontificate that um, he was a, uh, that basically he's a really nice guy and, and an old man and, and th- there would be no point. He's the president of the United States and they're all acting like he's okay. And then, and, but in these documents, it says this and they decline to uh, prosecute. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's extraordinary. I mean, I, you know, there's a, a few different parts to this. One is the double standard on its face, right? Just the, the vigor with which they uh, pursued Trump and the kind of the nonchalance that they pursued Biden. That's number one. Number two, they're using this, this concept that he's feeble and old and he's just a nice old man that he's the um, president of the United States. That no, should be I enough. Understand they, that, but they're both. I know, but they're putting this out there as a, you know, a sort of defense that, that, you know, if a jury looked at it, that he'd probably get away with it anyway. But yet Trump is never able to allow to put a real defense up for anything he does. The other thing is that if they wanted to get rid of him, uh, there would be a way to kind of soft walk this and say, well, you know, we're starting to see his uh, cognitive decline. And maybe we need to really think about this from a national security standpoint or just. Well, maybe that's con- what's going on here. I mean, maybe right. that's what's going on here. They just entered this into the, the actual record. But the scary part about this, which should not be here, uh, which makes me think that this is totally fraudulent as it is. But in this whole document, they bring up Donald Trump's case. Uh, most notably, after being given multiple chances to return classified documents and avoid prosecution, Mr. Trump allegedly did the opposite. According to the indictment, he not only refused to return documents for many months, but he had also obstructed justice by enlisting others to destroy evidence and then to lie about it. In contrast, Mr. Biden turned in classified documents to the National Archives and the Department of Justice, consented to the search of multiple locations, including his homes, sat for voluntary interviews, and in other ways cooperated with the investigation. Donald Trump did all of that. In fact, he sent 15 boxes voluntarily back to NARA. He was the president. Uh, Joe Biden doesn't have any right to uh, declassify stuff and take it. Trump does in the Presidential Records Act. Um, But also, Trump was working with NARA um, for a few months, actually, and going back and forth with him. He let three FBI agents and DOJ counterintelligence chiefs into Mar-a-Lago before the raid. Uh, and also, like I said, gave back 15 boxes. So that's not even true. But for them to put that the, in um, this decision. This is, the, this is Pelosi's wrap-up smear um, done by not journalism, but by the courts. They're just yeah. putting out narratives and that they're hoping people pick up on those narratives and follow that as a... Uh, plausible truth, plausible deniability, what have you, just so that people are confused enough that they aren't sure which way to go. Um, it's, yeah. it's quite extraordinary. Yeah. Also, what they're saying here is a total fraud, because in the Presidential Records Act, I believe uh, the president has absolute authority over presidential papers and what he keeps and what is declassified and all of that. And nobody else has that power. And no, I don't think that anyone can take it away. And so now that they're saying this, and then they had to put it in this decision on Biden comparing and contrasting Trump and him, I would think this would be bad for Jack Smith's uh, Florida case. Um, Also, uh, the Department of Justice um, uh, in the uh, Jack Smith Florida case, uh, a lot of this information in uh, in this decision by the special counsel of 
Biden, I think really, really helps Trump's case as well. I mean, I think the Florida judge is is a lot more, um, you know, fair and an actual judge and not a DC or a, New, a Southern District of New York judge. But, you know, this is crazy. How could how, how could this be that this is, you know, how it can be where our country has been captured and we have a we have a fifth column running our Justice Department and intel agencies. Yeah, you know, a, a, um, a, a healthy society can't run on a an absolutely corrupt and um you know perverted justice system it just doesn't work because then because no one can operate in in good faith you know in any con in in any way whether it's any negotiation or whatever you're gonna do you have to understand that that you're up against a system that's not going to protect the rights that 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 not not only you're supposed to have but your constituents are supposed to have so it's it's really again it's another tool to destroy the fabric of society it's like it's like laws that don't that aren't enforced or laws that are perverted like what they're doing with no bail yeah, no jail we have, or we have yeah even even quite frankly I'll, you know i'll mention it like like the marijuana law right so you have states that are legalizing and it's it's federally illegal and so this creates this this push-pull dynamic which which you know on a national level where no one really knows what the right thing to do is from a legal standpoint we have a, a lot of that with um second amendment where you know they're doing it now with speech so all of these these fundamental um you know kind of the bill of rights are basic rights as as uh as human beings endowed by our creator and also the structural rights that we have within our laws are being perverted in such a way that it creates massive confusion and um and it, it destroys the fabric of society yeah. and that's what well, i also want to remind people that trump is charged with 31 counts of willful retention of national defense information and six other process crimes stemming from the uh this nonsense with the with the papers but what we have to understand is that um jack smith doesn't want to tell donald trump or his legal team who he's calling as witnesses he also doesn't want to unseal discovery material because one document confirms the existence of another fbi investigation i mean what is going on with trump's document case to in juxtapose i mean it's like a humiliation ritual they continue down this path. And when I tell you the fifth column that's running our judicial system right now, that's that's handing down this stuff, that's actually writing it, that we will prove on next Tuesday's show are doing this. We have to understand that they're in cahoots with the Associated Press, Reuters, the New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, Fox News, all of them. It's coming out of the lawfare section there, but they're putting out a lot of information that should uh, you know, make people really stand for a second because um, Judge Cannon is holding a bunch of hearings because Smith wants to withhold a trove of material away from Trump and his co-defendants. Uh, Julie Kelly's been covering this really, really in depth and Technofog as well. I would follow them both. If you don't, um, you are missing out. But um, basically, they want to tie Trump's hands behind his back and not let him defend himself, not let him see the documents that they're even talking about. And um, maybe Crossfire Hurricane and the fake impeachments and all of those documents are in those documents. But whatever the case may be, you know, uh, how, how they can actually, to the American people, again, it's just like that guy in the, in the other case saying, well, Trump wanted to disenfranchise 80 million voters uh, who voted for Biden. 
when it's the exact opposite. Well, they want to let a vice president who had no right to have any declassified information go and have a president who had every right to have that information and really cooperated with them um, go to prison. And that's all they want. They want to get him in jail, like that Washington Post writer wrote, like Jen Rubin's writing, like Weissman, Eisen, all these people that are going on MSNBC. MSNBC is fully, fully, fully uh, involved. It's a fifth column channel. Um, but look, all these people just want him to go to jail by any means necessary and throw caution to the wind, because I'll tell you what, they're also writing the, the Georgia case. Uh, the same guys, you can go look, just security, Brookings, any, any of the above, go look at all the documents on their websites about Donald Trump and the Donald Trump trials, all the writings by uh, States United and Eisen and, and Brookings and um, Just Security with Weissman. And you can find everything you need to know about exactly where these cases are coming from and who is creating this novel legal theory. Um, you know, in the in the documents case, they want to charge Trump with espionage. Um, again, don't forget. And they found nothing or we know of nothing because they don't want to tell him. But now we found out that Fannie Willis not only was she having a relationship for three years uh, before, and she lied about it. She said that her relationship with Wade began in 2021, but it really began in 2019. But they were actually living together. Um, and she lied about this too. And then she said she didn't benefit from um, financially from what she's paid him, but they've gone to Miami and other vacations and also on a cruise where he paid for it all, I believe with this money. Um, but you know, the case in, in Georgia is also a total farce because more and more is coming out about that. Donald Trump did not ask them to find or create uh, ballots. He knew that there were ballots that were put in that were fraudulent. And um, and that's coming out again, too. So all these cases are coming to a head. But I think the American people, you know, you have two choices. You can be demoralized, dehumanized, feel defeated. And um, as you watch Trump go through this and Peter Navarro and others and people have their, their law licenses stripped away, their livelihoods stripped away, their reputations. You see the attacks every day. You know, Media Matters is out there going after everyone. We got all the uh, Intel controlled media uh, attacking people. We're going to watch whatever happens, how this unfolds with Tucker Carlson. You know, we got a really, really um, bad situation in America that we're going to have to figure out uh, where we, the people will draw the line. Uh, this is really, really, it's not about Trump. I hope people get that. Um, some I people think, are fighting think, back. Go ahead. I think what you said just now was really important because for those of you who don't understand, you know, consuming this information all day, um, the way we do and the way Mel has to do, and then, and then kind of packaging it and, and trying to explain it to our audience. Um, you know, we, 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 kind of get exposed and, and feel all of that frustration, that demoralization, that dehumanization that that all of you do, even maybe even on steroids, because because it, it just so consumes what we have to do. But this is the this is the the, the um, information war. This is the mind war. This is the battlefield. And um, we have to be on these platforms. We have to be uh, knowledgeable. We have to be brave and standing up and speaking truth. Uh, and we have to be able to share that with with others so that we can help um, others see what they may be afraid to see or don't see because they're not exposed to it. So so this is, a, you know, a pivotal point in this 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 information war, this battle, this this world war. So there's so much information that's coming at us. And clearly, as more disclosure happens, 
you know, the more that the information war is going to heat up. So, and I know you're an expert at de deciphering this stuff. So, uh, you know, I mean, what are you seeing as you look at the, uh, at the information battle and uh, that we're in so deeply? Well, as much as, as much as it is de dehumanizing, and I wanted to go through all those cases, this is a demoralization project. We are in a color revolution, folks. If you do not know that, and it's all the forces that be, and it's what I explained before, the people in the fifth column and their people that control them, the public-private partnership that is functioning above our country, that is fully committed to the globalist governance future. They are invested financially uh, with all of their hearts and souls and resources they are in. They, are, they cannot allow America to continue down a path as the nation state that we are meant to be. They have invested in Agenda 2030. They've invested in the climate agenda money transfer. They've invested in the World Health Organization financial transfer. They have invested in global governance, in global banking, in global citizenship. Anything going forward that maintains the nation state of America and our, our, um, our integrity in every way, not just our constitution, our bill of rights, but our physical integrity is a problem for them and their puppet masters that fund them. And it's not that hard to see. Now we have some people fighting back James Comer and, um, Senator Vance, uh, and the oversight committee of Republicans. They just keep having hearings. Nothing ever seems to happen, but they, they're looking into the military assistance of Ukraine. But a lot of people don't realize that our government decided that we have no oversight and we're not allowed to audit Ukraine, but some people are trying. We have a bunch of people, Tom Cotton and uh, Jim Jordan and 21 other members of Congress are supporting Joseph Fisher. That's the January 6th case we've talked about quite a bit, um, where they're weaponizing and, and using novel lawfare. Again, uh, this is coming out of those public-private partnership international law firms and manipulators. Again, uh, the fifth column, I call them. Um, Mr. Fisher was indicted for his alleged participation in events around the uh, entrance of the U.S. Capitol building on January 6th. Uh, no violence, no nothing. He was charged with a violation of 1512, a statute passed in the wake of the Enron scandal. Um, and that um, that was about um, uh, documents, actually. So that was about uh, prohibiting the destruction or interference with documents and court records. It has never previously been used outside of that context, yet the Department of Justice has used it um, to give serious prison time and imprisonment and longer sentences to multiple people. It is also being used by Jack Smith. Yeah, the interference in a official proceeding. So like one thing I would say is that this concept of novel whatever, when we hear like novel, I would say that's a red flag. They called it the novel coronavirus. <laughs> they have these novel uh, legal, legal theories. They have, right. whenever you hear novel, now we know that this is one of their, um, uh, you know, the, the, some of their word salad that they're using to create a narrative that hadn't existed before, but now it does. Yeah. And we should know, uh, Jim Jordan and his house committee, they are going after, um, all, uh, they want to interview. I don't know why they haven't till now, but Elvis Chan. And if you remember him, he's the FBI agent that went to work, um, uh, that was censoring people on Twitter and Facebook, uh, uh, over the many other things, but also certainly he was all involved in the, uh, Twitter files. He was an agent, I think for 17 years. Um, and he basically, uh, was suppressing the Biden laptop for the Biden uh, regime and uh, the Democratic Party, I guess, and the FBI, whoever he was working for. But that was around the Russia um, laptop time when they uh, kicked everyone off of Twitter. Uh, he was behind the scenes there. We also found out that the Biden White House 
um, demanded Amazon uh, ban books uh, that conflicted with the vaccine uh, information that was out there and COVID information. And so we have a lot of people trying to do things, but we have a, a captured DOJ, FBI, and uh, intel agencies by above. So uh, we'll just keep pushing. Thomas Massey grilled the January 6th committee. We should add an adjunct January 6th committee of people that were actually looking for the truth. Um, but he had talked to Benny Johnson. Uh, what's his name? Benny Thomas. Is that his name? Uh, what's his name? Benny Thompson. Benny Thompson. Benny Thompson. Right. So he had talked to Benny Thompson um, about who was the chair of the January 6th committee about the pipe bombs and all of that great reporting by Darren Beatty. If you haven't seen it on Revolver, I would go check it out. It is important. Also, my friend Steve Baker has done great reporting on that as well. Um, but I do want to say the craziest part about the uh, January 6th committee, a lot of people don't know, is our good friend Norm Eisen over there that has written two books, uh, wrote all the impeachment stuff, throughout the, uh, did the whole impeachment thing, is above all of these cases right now over there uh, at, at Brookings, uh, also Obama's ethics czar and, and good friend from Harvard Law. He had filed a case for Benny Thompson right after January 6th, where Benny Thompson personally accused Trump of insurrection. Um, so how then they had a committee, a January 6th committee, apparently that was unbiased, searching for facts after Norm Eisen and Benny Thompson already uh, tried, uh, filed a lawsuit claiming that Trump committed insurrection. And don't forget, Trump was also impeached, Eisen behind that as well. Um, but they tried to impeach him for insurrection and he was found, he was not found guilty. So all of this going on and on, but there are people pushing back. I mean, maybe not enough and maybe we can't do anything for now, but um, there are, there are people setting up things. Uh, we just have to, the main thing now, like I said, you got to get together. You can't look at anyone that I don't like anyone that's putting down RFK junior voters or putting down anyone that's looking at any other candidates that still just wants a free and fair and honest election. We should all be working now as friends and neighbors and um, to uh, make sure that there's a free and fair election. If anyone wants an election stolen uh, or wants it to be unfair, you have to question then they want no election at all. Because that is really what I find from the documents of, of these places, Democracy Alliance, all the things funded by New Venture and Arabella and, and Zuckerberg's new group of like um, election excellence and, and indivisible. If you really read what they're talking about, they don't care about marginalized voters. They don't care about they, they do want illegal voters. We learned today that Kathy Hochul uh, is the fourth state. Uh, to make all federal jobs in New York open to illegals uh, without citizenship or a uh, valid ID in America, they can still work for the federal government right now in New York and also, uh, well, the six other states, but I know New York today. Um, but you have to just look at this. What they really want is for every illegal vote and for every uh, harvested vote and every fake mail-in ballot and every fake vote, a actual legitimate American citizen's vote is discounted or irrelevant. So if you do read all their documents, it's really all about that they want one party rule, no uh, dissenting party, and everyone needs to be on board with the global governance future plan uh, for the United States, or they have to be destroyed. And that includes people on the RNC and the GOP side, uh, because a lot of them are in on it, as you see in some of the, these votes. So um, I do want you to know that there are outside groups um, 
the group Power the Future um, is uh, is filing a lawsuit to get all the information about who John Kerry, while he was the ethic, uh, the the border or the climate czar, uh, John Kerry, the climate czar, the climate billionaire, we call him, uh, the climate billionaire, him and him and uh, Al Gore did really well in Bloomberg and the climate billionaire business. Um, so John Kerry spent the last three years going around the world to international climate conferences, spending and giving out billions of dollars of U.S. taxpayer money. There are very little uh, records as to where and why and how and what. Uh, then he was replaced by John Podesta, who was already running the Green New Deal billions of dollars. And you remember him from the very legit Clinton, Clinton Foundation. So um, people would like to know where uh, John Kerry was, where that money was going, who it was going to. And um, because now they claim that John Kerry is running Biden's 2024 campaign. Of course, we also know that Hollywood and Jeffrey Katzenberg is behind the scenes also running what will likely be a wag the dog type campaign. Um, But we do want to know who John Kerry was giving our money to while he was the special presidential envoy for climate. Uh, he had lots of meetings with the Sierra Club, Natural Resource Defense Council, Environmental Defense Fund, Environmental Voters, and of course with Hansberg Weiss and his many uh, groups that are for the um, the planet, including also Bezos Fund, Bloomberg Philanthropies, Sequoia Capital, Climate Fund, and many other spec companies in the climate space, including many, many, many uh, meetings with, at COP conferences with members and partners of the World Economic Forum. So uh, John Kerry will have a looking at. So unless we take our country back, um, looks like a lot of these people get away with a lot of stuff there, Rob. What are you thinking? Well, you know, Mel, it's um, the, and I, I say this a lot and more and more as we kind of roll through the year and through time, is that more is getting disclosed every day. People are seeing it. They are waking up. No matter what they do to us, we keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And they're getting more and more desperate. So, uh, you know, I encourage everyone to just stand your ground, keep pushing forward. <coughs> Excuse me. Understand that that we are, you know, in the fight for our lives um, and our children's and our grandchildren's and and our country and and quite frankly, our God. So so we have a duty. Uh, you know, we, we weren't, uh, you know, personally, I was not, um, uh, you know, conscripted in, in World War II or Vietnam um, or other wars. And this is our war and we need to fight it. We need to fight it with the tools that we have. We need to be strong and we need to be, uh, you know, stand for those that we love and, and, uh, and for the country that is so important to us. So um, there's, a, there's a lot going on here yeah. now, but we need to, you need to pierce through the lies and and understand where the truth is and and that's yeah. what you do so beautifully and i'm, I'm proud to be part thank of that you. thank you thank you but i did want to also it was very disappointing to many people that um mayorkas of beverly hills i found out that may i know somebody went to high school in 90210 with with mayorkas can you believe that uh, so he's he was born in him and him and chris ray and all the rest of them born into the club the, the fifth column i guess but um so um mayorkas that's just a side note i found very interesting i was surprised to hear that um he uh he was not impeached of course uh people were very upset about it couldn't believe that this did not happen but again we have a fully captured government so uh alex so uh, mike johnson comes out he says uh, alexander mayorkas uh, alejandro mayorkas 
uh, not being impeached was a setback that they will try again. Apparently, um, Steve Scalise is getting treatment for cancer and wasn't there. And they wheeled in, I think, uh, um, another guy that was Benny Johnson, I think came in, uh, or somebody, oh no, no, uh, somebody came in late that wasn't supposed to be there. Oh, Al Green showed up at last minute to, uh, I know that guy's from the Black Congressional Caucus, a Texas Democrat, was wheeled in after being rushed from the hospital where he'd been recovering from abdominal surgery to vote against uh, impeaching Mayorkas. Um, Like I said, Segalese was not there. Uh, Multiple Republicans voted against impeaching Mayorkas. Um, So look up who they are and find out. I don't have the definitive list here because I wasn't going there, but I did want people to know um, that, uh, coming up, uh, as they were deciding that they were not going to impeach Mayorkas, the Biden campaign put out a bunch of, um, information about their 2024 plans for immigration. And they say that, um, not only will they be fighting for a path to citizenship and much, uh, and a much quicker asylum process, uh, but that they will also, um, be issuing all new directives, uh, including, um, uh, making it, uh, working with the chamber of commerce and other groups to make it much more easier and efficient for, uh, illegals to get, um, housing and jobs. And, um, they're pushing for all kinds of reforms. We're not walking away from true immigration reforms says the Biden campaign, including permanent protections and a pathway to citizenship. Uh, so they will not be walking you know what, away no. from any of that. Yeah. I mean, this this border disaster, the fact that that we don't have enough courage within, you know, uh, some of these, uh, uh, you know, legislators to stand up and just do what's right, you know, even at risk. OK, um, what what we do, we do at risk and what a lot of our followers do in their personal yeah. lives, in their business lives and standing up, they do at risk. These people that can't stand for the right thing, uh, they don't, you know, they should not be there in any way, shape or form. We need to know who they are. Now we do, and we need to vote them out and they should be held accountable. I'm sorry. They don't but think there's they, no, the, the, God, I'm sorry. There, there's no room for cowards in a foxhole. I'm sorry. I know, I know. But the truth is that they believe that everyone that comes through a border deserves to be a citizen of the United States. AOC just said it yesterday. We've heard them all say it. Um, they, there's the video. We played it on this show of uh, Joe Biden uh, saying that he looked forward to uh, America being um, minority, non-Hispanic white people. Um, this is a, a long game plan. It's about the global citizenship and global governance plans of the future that these guys are all invested on. They're all in on it. Clean global initiative. What do you think these are about? All these global things. Um, but I do want to remind people that the person actually writing all of this new legislation for the border that is opening the border up and then they're making sure on top of that, that it is permanent. Um, and that they can never undo it happens to be a man that many of you might have heard of before on this show, if you have not uh, before. But what we are talking about is that in 2021, when there were uh, recorded 8.2 million encounters with illegal migrants, that's encounters, not getaways. And this is 2021. And they were looking for all different ways to change the laws to speed up um, illegal immigration into America 
and uh, looking for ways to deal with IDs and transport and dealing with NGOs and all of that. Uh, you recall they made um, Department of Homeland Security Mayorkas made Kamala Harris the border czar, and that didn't go so well. So guess who they brought in? Uh, a, a regular uh, topic on this show and and um, color revolution regime change uh, money manager Samantha Power of USAID's husband and mentor to Obama and Eisen and all of the uh, Harvard Law crew, uh, Cass Sonstein actually is writing. Uh, he is the the uh, the um, counsel behind Mayorkas writing all of this legislation for the open borders right now. So Cass Sonstein, President Biden appointed him senior counselor to Mayorkas. He's also the co-chair of Climate Change Action Group uh, to roll back immigration laws. Uh, as they said, Alejandro Mayorkas in 2021, when announcing Cass Sonstein would join his team, Cass is the nation's foremost regulatory expert, and we are privileged to have him on our team to help us address a wide range of complex challenges, said Mayorkas upon uh, Sonstein's appointment. Cass has already been an invaluable asset as we ensure that all the rules that DHS issues are based on evidence consistent with the law and best serve our nation. Uh, this was all already after Joe Biden put in 65 different uh, executive actions at the border before Sonstein came in. Uh, and if you recall, um, on top of that, the uh, real reason that uh, also Sonstein says here, he says, at the time Sonstein was appointed DHS, he said, I sense there was a real appetite for, let's say, good order. Uh, illegal immigration into the United States is at historic levels. And um, and he needs to come in and make sure that they have good order and that all the things that they put in under the Biden regime at the border become permanent law and cannot be undone by future administrations. Uh, Cass Sonstein was also, as you recall, the actual truth minister under Obama. He has multiple books about nudge theory. He wrote a whole book about conspiracy theories because people thought Obama might not be American and questioned his birth certificate and his entire past, which is under seal. Um, he has been a, uh, a frontline warrior in the uh, uh, fifth, fifth column, a, a hero to many on the, on the left. And he will be making sure by writing novel legal theory, again, Rob, that anything that they put in at the border um, that Sunstein drafts and puts through uh, DHS will, in fact, not be able to be reversed by any other administration. Yeah, I don't under, I don't see how that's possible. But again, they have lots of novel theories. They use language to create these um, compartments in people's brains or their thought process that they they feel like they can overpower anyone with their intellect and their uh their novel theories and their gamesmanship but um you know at the end of the day if you know we have constitution we have a bill of rights uh we have our bible and these are the guiding principles and just because some psychopath writes something that is supposed to have um, duration and longevity. You know, I don't buy it. Um, I think they're just trying to, uh, you know, mind war us into thinking that, uh, you know, that we are losing and this is what they do. Again, they push forward and they, they you know, what do they say? What's that, that, that saying that, that 
uh, where you you act as if, you know, they tell young people will act as if, you know, if you're trying to get that job yep. or you're trying to get, you know, whatever you're trying to get, you know, you, you kind of yep. play the part until you're there. They're trying to get us to act as if and we're not going to play it. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted to remind people as we wind down here that um, a lot of the usual suspects are back. We did a show last week. If you didn't see our planet chaos, I know they're long, but I just want people to do their own. I, I, it's not as much about doing your own research as if you don't know the names of the people I'm talking about and you have not gone to the MelKayShow.com resource page and at least looked at the opposition playbooks, they go all the way back to 2016. They are written by all the same people about. Um, they are the, the fifth column in America. They are running the DOJ and the intel agencies. They're in cahoots with the international banking cartel that runs our country uh, and, and is our partners in the Great Reset and everything that's going on. Um, it's just really important that you explain to people what's happening in America because everyone knows something's wrong. They're not just not sure what. But I, I have to say to you, Rob, it's, it's heartbreaking to see people that I, I know and I still kind of like or like or, or thought were good people that were cheering on the verdict and, and the case with E. Jean Carroll. You know, we, we got all these NBC and ABC and, and, and Netflix things that are coming out over the next 10 months that are going to be vile and divisive the, the uh, on the, along lines of race and gender and violence and civil war. They have a documentary coming out about Stormy Daniels being a hero I mean, it's going to be one after another. This is, I, I felt, when I got up this morning and I saw Andrew Weissman gloating on Twitter, and then I saw, which I, it's the worst, and then I saw, you know, Andrew Weissman has a whole show on MSNBC. He's the guy who made, they, the Mueller investigation was fake. They knew the Russia hoax was fake. All of it was fake. Norm Eisen wrote 10 articles of impeachment of Trump before the first impeachment even happened, before the phone call with Zelensky. You have to understand these people, I don't, their hatred for Donald Trump is not real. It is the, it is it is a hatred for all that he represents. It is a hatred for all that like him and support him and voted for him. It is not about him. It is about that they believe America belongs to them. They are the parent company of the United States of America. They went to the Poison Ivy League. They were born into this. They went to the schools. They were put in positions of power. And you have no say. They treat America as if we are lucky to live here. They are about to take away Donald Trump's businesses. They're, they want $300 million in, in restitution when there's no victims. They want to they destroy it. They've already destroyed his family's fortunes and lives and, and what they've done to everyone else. All these lawyers, all these electors, anyone that questioned the election, it's all these same guys. It's all funded by the same globalist billionaires. And all I want is for people to actually know that and understand that because I believe in America that we one thing we can all agree on is we don't like bullies. We don't want rich snobs that, that think that they're better than us and bigger than us and have are superior to us telling we, the people of the United States, how we will live in our own nation, what our future looks like, what our health looks like, what our, what our, you know, our, 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 what we spend our money on, what we do with our time. They want to control everything because they don't think that we deserve to. And, and this is the truth. Um, I do want to warn people, Courier Newsroom is back and the Good News Initiative, both George Soros funded with all the same people, you know, probably the Gates Foundation in there, Omidar, Pointer, um, I'm sure Soros and his friends, Luis, uh, all, all the regular people. Well, Courier Newsroom is a propaganda outlet that is even NewsGuard has, has uh, looked down upon 
And I'll tell you why, because they buy uh, local papers all over the country. Uh, I believe that also Je- um, Steve Jobs' uh, wife, Lauren Powell, that also owns The Atlantic, also a rabid Trump hater, a real good friend of Ghislaine Maxwell's we've discussed on shows as well. Um, so Tara McGowan, I think is her name, owns um, or runs Courier Newsroom. They've bought local free papers all over this country, okay? So when you go to the supermarket or you go to get your car washed or whatever and there's free papers there, you know, and you pull one out because you're sitting there reading, they're fully owned in propaganda by these people between Pointer, Open Society, her. Um, They've bought them all over the country. So uh, that's to get to people that are disenfranchised without them realizing they're being propagandized. Because why would why would their local paper in Iowa or Indiana or in Wyoming or in uh, Massachusetts at their local supermarket or a dry cleaner? Why would that free paper have propaganda in it? It's because that is a tactic and that is another way to cheat, manipulate everyone. So um, I want people to know about that. And uh, look up those people, stay in touch with that, and uh, understand if you know you're being propagandized, it does not work. But I will tell you right now, uh, the Democratic voter is not your enemy. Uh, The Democratic voter, as as Hillary Clinton called uh, Tucker Carlson today, a useful idiot, it's sad because it's really the Democratic voter that is the useful idiot. And anyone that believes that 80 million uh, Biden voters were somehow disenfranchised in 2020 by Donald Trump and his voters... Uh, because that is exactly Solovinsky. That is, uh, as we saw with the Church of Satan before, uh, that that's the kind of talk that makes Lucifer proud. And I have to tell you, I still believe God wins here, but I too have been um, very, very saddened by what we're watching. And that is the goal. They want to demoralize, dehumanize, grind us down and have us give up on Donald Trump. All I ask you is please do not do that. Um, it is not about him. It is about what he represents, which is the United States of America being a free and sovereign nation going forward, because that is not what we will be after 2024 if we do not stand our ground. So, um, uh, uh, Rob, any last words? And right now, I just want to say I am praying for um, and grateful to Tucker Carlson and Julian Assange and everyone else out there that does this, because it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better for the people like me and Rob. Um, and again, thank you for supporting us. We couldn't do this without you and, um, really grateful to everyone that reaches out and, uh, sends us information and, uh, reaches out to us online. Please do go take a look around at the melkshow.com resource page. It's free. Um, I, all I ask is go look at the opposition playbooks, learn the players, learn the names and find them in your local area. Cause they are there and they're set up and they have pop-up shops and front companies and great sounding democracy protecting, uh, NGOs in your neighborhood. Uh, and in your local community and probably in your local church area. So um, be proactive. We got to save this nation and uh, we will, but they're mocking us every day because they don't think we're going to make it. And the the battle is against you, not Donald Trump. Go ahead, Rob. You know, I've been in lots of tough situations in my life. And and what I've learned is that, um, you know, persistence and confidence and pushing through is, you know, that's how you make a difference. That's how you win. Um, we are in a very, very difficult situation here. But if we band together, if we support each other, particularly support those on the on the front lines, you know, we got to support Peter Navarro. We got to support our president, Donald Trump. We got to support all the frontline warriors that um, are taking the slings and arrow. Uh, for us, because when they fall, you know, the next line and then the next line and then the next line, um, I don't believe they will fall. 
I believe with our support and with us standing strong and proud, understanding what's going on, you know, make sure you consume the information uh, and that you are brave and, uh, and that you stand in your community, your sphere of influence. As Mel says, be your own Paul Revere. Uh, this is what we need. This is not an easy time. Obviously, things are heating up and they will continue to heat up. Uh, but um, we need to under, we need to keep our our moral compass and we need to keep our logical compass uh, understanding what's going on on this battlefield. So thank you all for being here. Um, I'm excited to watch the Tucker interview. I'm excited to, you know, kind of digest that. I'm excited to hear what, you know, all these okay. psychopaths have to say about all that, because that's just more for us to understand how they're. Um, you know, kind of trying to, to control the narrative and architect this. Why is it so evil to talk to someone who's just, you know, maybe a, 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 you know, an adversary? I mean, if you ever ran a business or did anything in your life of meaning, you want to understand your adversaries. And quite frankly, you want to talk to them. So um, let's, uh, you know, talk to our local adversaries, uh, you know, and, and let's try to find bridges and don't isolate yourself but push forward, know in your heart that what you're saying is true and know what you're, that you are on the right path and uh, on the right side of history. God bless you. Thank you. And have a great evening when we appreciate everything you do for this country and we appreciate your support. Yeah. And last thing I want to do is I want to just write, read to you because I say this a lot and I really mean it and, and look it up and think about it. Uh, fifth column is a group which operates in secret, usually within an enemy lines in order to help further a cause which they secretly support. Um, I believe fully that we have a fifth column running this United States of America and um, uh, it is also known as a group of secret sympathizers or supporters of an enemy that engaged in espionage or sabotage within national borders. Um, there is something terrible going on here and they happen to be uh, very easily identified. So please go identify them for yourselves and, and be your own heroes and be your own leaders. And thank you so much for everything. And um, we'll end with this clip right now. Thank you. The free world must embrace its national foundations. It must not attempt to erase them or replace them. Looking around and all over this large, magnificent planet, the truth is plain to see. If you want freedom, take pride in your country. If you want democracy, hold on to your sovereignty. And if you want peace, love your nation. Wise leaders always put the good of their own people and their own country first. The future does not belong to globalists. The future belongs to patriots. The future belongs to sovereign and independent nations who protect their citizens, respect their neighbors, and honor the differences that make each country special and unique. It is why we in the United States have embarked on an exciting program of national renewal.